Hunt.org. You know what I'm saying? I think you do. Hi, it's uh, it's Trump Day. It's Wednesday. Well, you were speaking English, so I got it. Well, good. Most of it. Well, there you go. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things that I think you need to know. Uh, number one, the Pima County Board of Supervisors... They now reverse their vote to 3-2 in accepting, yes, accepting the Operation Stone Garden Grant, $1.4 million. Of course, Ramon Valadez tried to kiss the butts of illegal aliens and illegal alien sympathizers. And somehow, someway, the Pima County Sheriff's Department uh, racially profiles people. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. get pulled over all the time. Yeah, sure you when do. I go past River Road. Yeah, exactly. My, you have your visa, visa. your passport. Yes. Your, what are your Mastercard? I have my, <laughs> I got my papers. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get to that. Right. Uh, se- second thing that I think you need to know, and I think this is a, this is a big one right here: the Florida State House, the state legislature down there in Florida. Uh, you know, you have these. Uh, I think I still think these kids are a big giant setup, but whatever. Um, they, the house, they voted to literally kill a hearing on an assault weapons ban by a two to one margin because it doesn't work. We, you know, the national stats even say that from the actual assault weapons ban from 94 to 04, we can get to that as well. How about them apples? Huh? Yes. So we have that, uh, too. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know the insanity of Jeff Flake continues. He wrote an op-ed, and he's and he's doing this. Apparently, he is going to introduce something that will never work. I mean, this guy literally, there's something wrong with this dude. There is literally something wrong with Jeff Flake in the head. He is obsessed with Trump and illegal aliens. He wants to introduce some kind of legislation that would give... Um, I believe it's a three-year window, a three-year extension of DACA. Yes, a three, uh, yes. Oh, no, I'm sorry, amnesty, amnesty to DACA. I misread it. I thought it was the other thing. Anyway, I'll get it. I could just wonder it was something else, a three-year extension. Yes, DACA protections for three years in exchange for partially building the wall, $7.6 billion. He is literally obsessed with illegal aliens. Three years of DACA protections for three years of the wall. And in this op-ed, he wrote, but there are teachers, students, and members of the military who are DACA recipients. They are friends and colleagues who represent the very best of America. The very best. Three things I think you need to know. We have a lot to talk about, but can you get out the Matt O'Brien clips really fast? It just occurred to me after... Sometimes things just happen on the fly. This is the beauty about radio. We don't have to read glass. We actually have to think, stuff like that. Anyway, um, by Jeff Flake, insane Jeff Flake. By the way, when I say insane Jeff Flake, I mean, we could get fired up. It's showing passion. It's not anger. It's pa- You can get angry, and there, we have a right to be angry, right, when we're getting lied to and stuff like that. But it's also a passion, right? And we call him insane. I mean, it really is. The guy is literally insane. Um, what is sane? The opposite of Jeff Flake. So uh, Jeff Flake literally is insane. So these DACA recipients, he claims, represent the very best of America. 
Now, let's go. Let's let's play number sixteen. Matt O'Brien is now with Fair Federation for American Immigration Reform, and uh, before that, he was with uh, USCIS. It was the uh, the government agency that basically did the background checks and was in charge of approving DACA applications. And he said that there was just so much fraud in the DACA application process. But it doesn't matter. Jeff Flake already, he ignores the fact there's fraud everywhere. And this guy won't answer a damn question about this because he has no good answer. He can't answer it correctly, right? Um, and, and Jeff Flake literally thinks that they're the very best despite all the fraud and whatever. Listen to Matt O'Brien talk about the things that nobody wants to mention. Here we go. There certainly were a small percentage of applications where there was blatant evidence that someone was involved in gangs, organized crime, or had national security concerns that were looked at in depth. Now, whether the recommendations to deny those were taken or not, it's hard to say because there was a very small number of these cases that were denied. The ones that were denied were almost uniformly the most egregious examples of people who presented a threat to public safety. The very best of America. So a small percentage of the bad guys were denied, right? Right? Um, Let's even do number 10. Number 10. DACA recipients. Here we go. More from Matt O'Brien. He was on the show, what was it, like a year ago? I mean, it was a while. It was last year at some point. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's go. Let's hear it. There were people with ties to terror. There were people with gang oh. affiliations. There oh. were people with criminal records. Oh. Uh, the whole program was just a giant funnel for fraud. The very be- DACA recipients, they are friends and colleagues who represent the very best of America, says Jeff Flake. My goodness. All, all that was September 14th of 2017. So that, well, that wasn't that long ago then. September of last year. Like what, nine months or I so? I think we played it so much. Not even less than that. I mean, it's five months ago. I can't count. I, 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 I know. That's why your wife holds all the money. So anyway, uh, that is uh, Jeff Flake. This, this guy, there, there's something literally wrong in the head. I, there's no other way to describe it. Now, speaking of wrong in the head, seemingly on the same level, Nancy Pelosi. In Phoenix yesterday with Raul Grijalva. And by the way, Raul... Uh, we'll be breaking a bar stool or two tonight in Tucson because he's going to have a uh, an event doing the same thing without Nancy, though. It's just going to be Raul and a couple other boring people that are going to tell you that tax reform here in this country, despite business optimism, small business optimism, we reported it yesterday, through the roof, off the charts. The economy growing like gangbusters, over 3% last year, right? And it's going to grow even more now. It's projected with the Atlanta Fed, say, 5.4% um, in the first quarter. We'll see if it comes true, uh, but you have uh, you have all these great showings, the bonuses, uh, the raises, all this stuff. Yet somehow Raul and Nancy are trying to convince people that tax reform is is terrible. It's it's awful. Let's start with seventy one. This is what everyone's talking about. Apparently, there was a Republican plant in there, which I find funny who started heckling Nancy, who is worth, by the way, $100 million. She starts talking about how ta- our, our budget our budget is supposed to be reflective of America. Now, again, when Obama ran up the debt in eight years from $9 trillion to $20 trillion, Nancy Pelosi didn't say a damn word about how bad this is, right? But now that apparently we have these the, the tax reform, people are going to get more money back, corporations are getting more money back, they're paying people more, they're doing, you know, it's their money, they earned it. 
Nancy's trying to tell you it's terrible. It's awful. So she starts saying how bad it is and blah, blah, blah. And then she wants to quote Martin Luther King. And uh, listen to what happened. Here we go. As Martin Luther King said, God really didn't intend, let me read his, God really didn't intend, never intended for one group of people to live in superfluous, inordinate wealth mm. while others live in abject, deadening million. poverty. $100 million. So these are kitchen table issues, though, for America's families, because most... You know, most people are not in deadening poverty, but some are. But most people have to struggle to make make Ooh. ends meet. So, it, no, we're not talking about that. No, we're not talking. So, in any event, no. I can out. You know, I'm a mother of five. I can uh, speak louder than anybody. I mean, Nancy. So you're going to get a tax break as well, Nancy. Um, are you going to not accept it? Are you going to pay what you paid last year under last year's rates? You hear the lady said, how much are you worth, Nancy? Do you live in abject poverty, Nancy? I mean, do you really need Nancy? I mean, ask Bernie. Bernie, does Nancy need that $100 million? Doesn't she? I mean, can she? She's 70-something years old. How much more time does she have? Can't she just live the rest of her life off of like $10 million, what she's worth? Why can't she give the rest? Why give it to family? Well, why she's do a something like that? I know, but why, why do that? Why, why not just give it to other people? Why not just share the wealth, right? Why not? Man. She is going to share it with her grandkids. Yeah, not going to share with the people. <laughs> Why not just pay for other stuff? Anyway, there's more. You want to hear the ultimate irony? Number 72. There's more that she said. Actually, let's do, let's, let's do 73 first. She actually dared to call tax reform unpatriotic. Listen to this. If what you're doing is cutting the taxes at the high end and therefore not being allowed to invest in the future... You're doing a grave disservice to our country. It's unpatriotic. So it's unpatriotic. She's like, yeah, it's unpatriotic. Wow. Giving you your own money back is unpatriotic. Again, Nancy's ideas of, uh, of stimulating the economy, creating jobs, is giving out more food stamps. We played that a gazillion. Oh, you still have it? Mike, I'll oh, get played, played. The good things don't go away. If you want to create jobs, the quickest way to do it is to provide more funding for food stamps. I mean, she's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, she she literally, and that was a couple of years ago, she is so insane. Like, just, you know, it'd be the walking, talking representation of the Democratic Party. Go ahead. It Honestly, it's embarrassing that she's out there. It's so funny how the Dems want to say, well, you should be embarrassed that Trump is the president. He's your guy. Nothing compared to this lunatic. Nothing at all. And then you want to hear even more. Let's do number, uh, you know what? This is the ultimate. We'll do it when we get back. Yeah. Because this this is the ultimate in irony. I, I couldn't believe what she actually said. You thought, I mean, you thought these two things were bad. And it's bad. Tax room is now unpatriotic. So you're going to tell these, these tens of millions of Americans that are getting more money, getting their money back, getting more job opportunities. It's unpatriotic. Excuse me. Way to win the hearts and minds. Way to get those voters. You genius. By the way, Billy Graham is a uh, breaking news right now. Billy Graham has just passed away, we're being told, at the age of 99. 99 years old. Billy Graham has passed away. Uh, we will continue uh, with the Nancy Pelosi soundbite. And please, by the way, make sure you're listening at 710 this morning. I very rarely do this kind of stuff, but this was just so damn interesting. And it's going to be entertaining, too. The ultimate reasoning as to why teachers in schools need to be armed. 
It's happening in so many states, in so many school districts. And the people that go through the training that were against it realize how good it is. And it's amazing that Arizona is not one of the 18 states that actually lets teachers that have gone through the training and that are concealed carry holders carry in schools. How is Arizona not one of the states? This is incredible. Where's Ducey on this? Uh, we'll continue. That's at 710. If, you, if you're not at your uh, radio, listen on iHeartRadio. Get the app. Download it. It's free. Or, or KNST.com. It's going to be incredible stuff. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. I told you you could have yours. 630. Happy Trump Day. Oh, stop it. Unbelievable. Uh, it is chilly outside. My millennial attitude. Not as be hitty hip or millennial. You're a little past that, buddy. Little past that. 38 degrees outside right now. Um, it says 79% humidity, but I didn't feel that. I didn't. I don't. It feels colder than it was yesterday, and it was muggy yesterday. Anyway, 62 should shoot all the way up to 62 and be sunny today. So it'll probably feel like 70 in the sun. Uh, and it's going to get down uh, cold. It's going to be cold tonight. Getting down to the uh, upper 30s, low 40s. Uh, so have fun with that. Now let's play Nancy Pelosi. This was like, uh, this was the ultimate. I was like, did she just really say that? Because you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about when you hear it. Let's play uh, Nancy Pelosi yesterday in Phoenix talking about the tax reform. This is, this is, this is great. This is absolutely great. Um, number 72. Here we go. Listen. Oh, yeah, let's do 70. We'll do that after. Let's do 72. Because this, you're like, did she, did she just not remember? Maybe she's the one on the dementia drugs. I don't know. Listen to this. We could have, as we have done before, written a tax bill in a bipartisan way that was, had transparency, that people could see what it was about. What? Had unif- was unifying. Pause it. And was. Do you remember this? But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Yes, you have a history and a track record of being totally transparent, right? Let's finish this off. And was bipartisan. Instead, they, in the dark of night, it was dark of night and the speed of light <laughs> wrote something that now people are finding out about. Like Obamacare? Yeah, you know what's so funny? Yeah, you wrote, they, they wrote this in the, in the, I mean, this hypocritical bag. Um... People are finding out about this in the in in in, in the uh, in the they're finding about it now and in the middle of the night. yeah they're finding out about it now and they're finding out they absolutely love it. The more they find out about it and realize you lied, they love it. I just retweeted John Lott's tweet. Uh, it was it's a it's a chart. It's a little thing. It shows the approval versus the disapproval. Back in December, eighty percent of Republicans approved it. Now it's eighty nine. Yup. How about that one, huh? No way. So the uh, the approval went up to 89%. The disapproval dropped from 90 down to 79 for Democrats. Democrats, 8%, only 8% approval in December jumped up to 19 in February because they're finding out about it. Independents, 37% approved it in December. In February, up to 50 so, yes, people are finding out about it, Nancy, and they're finding out it's really good for them. I wish you the best of luck in November. The best of luck. 633 on KNST AM 790. There's more we'll play in Raul Grahava. What a dope that guy is. Again, if you want to go heckle him, 6 p.m. tonight, you got to go You got to go to his Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and, and just type in Raul Grahava. His profile picture, he has a shirt on. It says, I stand with immigrants. Of course you do.
Illegal immigrants, not just Americans, illegal immigrants. You don't stand with Americans. Anyway, that's at 6 o'clock tonight somewhere here in Tucson that I won't go to because I, I just don't, I have better things. But I, I have a family. If I have a family, I'd be there in a heartbeat. I have my little kids, I'd, I'd go there, I'd heckle them. Go there and heckle them. I'll go watch your kids. Listening to Raul Grajalva talk about the economy is like listening to Raul Grajalva talking about a healthy diet. It's the same thing. He, has, he knows nothing about either one. Oh, that's, oh, that's over the line, that's really? The line. That's the one. Uh, anyway, coming up in about uh, six minutes, you have to hear why apparently there were a bunch of crazies that showed up, showed up at the Pima County Supervisors meeting yesterday to say we shouldn't accept the grant and give the uh, more resources to um, the Pima County Sheriff's Department. The reason they were against it, of course, is that they're racist. You got to hear it to believe it. It's coming up right now on KNST. It's Fox. Um, and call the 449-8020. 449-8020. Hey, it's a good thing you're here. He has a lot to tell you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. It is. How you doing? 642, three things I think you need to know. Nice. Uh, number one, we'll get into this. Pima County Supervisors, uh, Supervisor Ramon Valadez changes his vote, three to two. Bronson and uh, what's the other... Uh, uh, Supervisor Dick Elias, uh, they didn't change their votes, but anyway, uh, they want to be still be radical, right? So they have, they now approved Pima County to accept the $1.4 million Operation Stone Garden grant, but now for the first time ever with conditions. We'll get to those conditions in just a second. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Florida State House. I mean, all you see is these these kids on TV with propaganda and stuff like that. Wait to hear what some of these, you know, some of these kids had to say, too. They're mad that people like me are calling them out for being props and being used by leftists and everything else and whatever. Um, Florida State House, by two to one, said, no, we're not going to do any kind of hearing on an assault weapons ban. Not doing that here in Florida. Right after, I mean, because they realize people don't want that. They don't want that. It doesn't work. They don't want that. Okay? Uh, and, of course, those kids are bad. You guys are murderers! That's what, the, that's what they yell these lawmakers. Third thing I think you need to know Insane Jeff Flake is at it again. Uh, he writes an op-ed where he says, I'm going to do something big. I'm going to force uh, legislation to come to the floor, and it'll never pass. He wants to give three years of protection to DACA illegals for three years of wall funding. Nothing about ending chain migration, the visa diversity lottery, uh, E-Verify, nothing like that. Three for three, because he said DACA, DACA recipients represent the very best of America. Dude, you are nuts. You are literally insane. Three things I think you need to know. All right, so um, don't forget, also, 710. This is very important. 710 this morning, I have the ultimate proof, the ultimate evidence. I don't think it can be refuted as to why teachers in Arizona, teachers here, need to be armed. It's okay. It's happening all over the country in places you wouldn't believe. Even uh, former law enforcement officials that didn't think that should happen went through training. I have all this stuff. It's really incredible. 710 this morning. Listen, I want teachers to listen. I want school administrators to listen. I want school board members to listen. We're going to put the segment up. I'm going to have Ryan put it up on my page. Uh, we'll put it up on my iHeart channel, iHeartRadio.com, and I'm going to also put it around socially on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, because I want it passed around because I think it's going to be that big. Okay, so please, and if you, if you can't get to your radio at 710, listen on iHeartRadio, uh, the app, download it, it's free, or KNST.com, it is up to you. And don't forget, by the way, Beer Club for Men tomorrow night, 5 to 7. A lot of stuff to remember, right? Is it too much? Take notes. I have them in front of me. Yeah, no, I, mean, I don't mean you. Oh, you. I mean you. You. 
You. You. Yep. Okay. Use your smartphone. Be smart. Good luck. Good luck. So, um, all right, we have more. Now, um, man, there's so much we have today. So, uh, apparently, I didn't know if you're aware of this, and maybe if you're a Pima County Sheriff's deputy, did you know that you're racist? Did you have any idea that you're racist? Apparently, there were like, I don't know, uh, about 50-something people that showed up to the Pima County Supervisors meeting yesterday to speak about Operation Stone Garden and the Grand, and Sheriff Napier is one of them and stuff like that. And again, if you don't remember, a couple weeks ago, yeah, for the first time since ever, since 2004, Pima County Supervisors always voted to accept the $1.4 million from... Department of Homeland Security get extra funding for the Pima County Sheriff's Department so they could do things, so they so they can pay for things and make sure that we get more protection and stuff like that. Um, and this is the first year because of Trump that they say we shouldn't have it. It's going to be used for the same stuff over and over and over again, right? Over and over and over. Um, now, I want you to hear... What happened yesterday? Apparently, there were more people against the grant than for it. Me Familia Vota, a leftist organization that's literally owned by the SEIU, Service Employee International Union, the biggest union in the world. Me Familia Vota is a, they're a social justice organization. They basically want illegal immigration to be legal. They don't want any borders. They want amnesty for everybody. And they want to register illegal aliens to vote. That's what they really want to do. So they had one of their people from the, uh, the Tucson area named Anna... Rodriguez, thank you. Anna Rodriguez show. We got a couple of sound bites from Anna Rodriguez. Uh, let's do number 76 first. Uh, here she is. Uh, this was on KVOA. This is from the Pima County Supervisors meeting. Why she is against the Operation Stone Garden, which was used for all kinds of things. We had, we had Sheriff Napier on the show. Drug busts, that kind of stuff. But this is what this nut job said. Here we go. But the vast majority of speakers called for the board to reject Operation Stone Garden funds, claiming deputies racially profile when it comes to determining who to pull over and refer to immigration officials. We support agencies working to secure our safety, but this is not about our protection. Mm. These actions are disruptive, dehumanizing, and create an atmosphere of fear in our communities. Creates fear? What, what fear, by the way? Why, because they're here illegally? And if they're here illegal, and then it's not like the, listen, you know, Napier's, he's not some border hawk that's like, we're going to go in and help and bust, you know, illegals. He doesn't want any part of that. I mean, we've talked about it with him and he, you know, he, he kind of plays both sides. And I like Mark. He's a very nice guy, but we disagree on this stuff. Uh, you know, he was against the wall. I think he's in certain areas, very squishy on it. And I'll tell Mark, I'll tell him to his face. We disagree on this stuff. And he says, look, there's like 30, you know, there's thousands of border agents. I only have hundreds of sheriff's deputies. We have other stuff to do. I get it. But you know what? Voters, what we want is we want all law enforcement to pitch in because we have a gigantic illegal immigration problem. You can't run from it, but maybe he's like, Pima County's a little blue. I can't alienate everybody, whatever. But fear? What do you, if you're not here illegally, you have nothing to be afraid of, but really fear? Right, 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 right. Uh, let's have one more from Anna Rodriguez. This is from Tucson News Now. Uh, press release Bud Foster did a story, number 77, but you don't really hear him, but this is what Anna Rodriguez said there. Here we go. These sweeping anti-immigrant measures rely on stereotyping, wow. racial profiling, and scapegoating people of color, all of which infringes on our fundamental rights. So because uh, apparently when uh, Dupnik and Nanos were deputies, that the sheriff's department was not racially profiling. And I may, maybe Napier said, but wait, I don't know if he spoke before or after, but if I was Napier, I'd be pissed. I'd be sticking up for my deputies and everybody in the department and say, are you calling us racist? You think that we pull over people based on the color of their skin? This is disgusting. 
He should be out there batting down the hatches saying, this is bull. This is bull. And then Ramon Valadez. Let's hear what this guy had to say. Why he changed his vote. 78. Here we go. Ramon Valadez. Ramon Valadez, who flipped his vote, said he would only do so if the board accepted some conditions, including more oversight. That there is a written policy about the interactions between immigration, border patrol, customs, and the sheriff's department. Oh, God. So he's trying to kiss butt. He, he realized, listen, here's the thing, Ramon Valadez. He's playing both sides again. He realized he tried to help out his, uh, his, his stupid uh, buddy, Dick Elias. Uh, his racist buddy, Dick Elias, who's trying to like really, oh, I'm standing up for against Trump. Yes, illegals and, and Hispanics that don't have a clue. Yes, I'm standing up against Trump and white people that hate Trump also and everybody else. I am standing up against Trump and I'm going to just, I'm fighting for you. That's what he did. And, and, and Valdez backed him on that and didn't really think much of it because he didn't probably think too much because he's probably not that bright of a guy. Didn't think there'd be repercussions and apparently there were. So all of a sudden he realizes, man, I really screwed the pooch. I know this. He's like, oh, I got, I got to change, I got to change my vote. I really have to. But he had to have, he had to try to save some face. I'll change my vote because he knew it was the right thing to do. But he had to say on conditions, on conditions that you tell us that you're not going to do bad things. You're not going to crack down on immigrants, even though they're illegal immigrants. Somebody's cracking down on immigrants. Just enforce the law. Yeah, well, that's that too. That too. This is this is I mean this is seriously and it's, it's really embarrassing and disgusting that it looks like none of the uh, supervisors maybe they can't say anything people get to say their piece and it is what it is but nobody's standing up and saying for the record our deputies our sheriff's department they're not racists they're not racists all of a sudden there's this atmosphere of fear and nothing to do with it yeah. Um, it says here in the local paper, pointing to three months of data from 2012 obtained from the sheriff's department. Who was in charge in 2012? Oh, that was Dupnik back then, I believe, right? Dupnik Hernandez, but I think it was Dupnik. Anyway, Billy Peard, an attorney with the ACLU's Tucson office, said enforcement paid for with the grant largely results in minor charges and citations, or much more often, None at all. It can result in deportation and family separation. He said, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? My God. So anyway, Napier, uh, he defended the program. Stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. But the fact that it comes with, well, you better make sure you're not going to racially profile people. You better make sure you don't do anything like that. Um, Valdez requested all employee-related expenses associated with the grant be completely covered. We already knew that it is. Uh, Huckleberry said the wrong thing. He was wrong in saying that the pension isn't covered when it, when it is. Um, financial impacts on other elements of criminal justice system be tracked. A formal policy regarding deputy interactions with federal officers, federal officers be developed. And a new committee. He wants a new committee to look at the issue of racial profiling. Was there racial profiling? We should get the sheriff on for that and say, is there is there racial profiling going on right now? Why did they accuse your department of racial profiling? My God, Valadez, Dick Elias, everybody, eh, oh, racist, 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 racist. Bunch of garbage this is, man. Bunch of garbage. 653. You can comment if you'd like. 880-KNST, 880-5678. 
we have that. Uh, we got to get some reactions, some sound bites, more sound bites of the um, students from Florida. There's actually one of the students, one of the survivors, who says, "Yes, you know what? The media is totally pushing gun control." There's one student that's saying there is uh, this incident is being politicized. There's one only on only only on a student that I've seen so far, and then wait till you hear another one. So one that was asked, "What do you think about people saying that you're being used by the leftists and stuff like that?" Wait till you hear this little teenager's reaction. It's coming up in about three. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Um. Yes. Hello. Hi. Seven oh eight. It's your morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis, KNST, AM 792, Sons, most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. Number one, Pima County supervisors, at least one of them, Ramon Valdez, reverses his vote, and they now vote 3-2 to allow the Sheriff's Department to get the $1.4 million grant that they have since 2004 from the feds for Operation Stone Garden. However, of course, Valadez had to save face with the illegal alien-loving crowd here. Apparently, he claims that uh, racial profiling is a big problem. One of the caveats of him changing his vote was that there's got to be a new committee to study racial profiling. So he literally called the Pima County Sheriff's Department a bunch of racists. Isn't that just nice? Uh, I'm pissed. Are you? And why wouldn't you be? And it's okay to be. Second thing that I think you need to know, despite all these uh, teenagers acting as if they are experts, even though they are just victims, and listen, you could be an expert and a victim at the same time, but they're not. Um, despite the media just pushing their narrative over and over and over again because they want it to happen, the Florida State Legislature, the House, voted two to one. It was that big to not have any hearings on assault ban weapons. One, because it's like, uh, I think, uh, unconstitutional, actually, was voted that way. I'll get to that. Uh, anyway, it was unconstitutional. Uh, but on top of that, it doesn't work. We have the stats to back it up. Yep. So you have that. Third thing I think you need to know, Jeff Flake added again, the guy is literally insane, writes an op-ed that he, is, uh, he, he only cares about illegal aliens, doesn't care about Americans, doesn't care about wage growth, anything like that. He wrote an op-ed saying that he is going to push, he's going to introduce a bill that extends DACA protections for three years in exchange for three years of funding for the wall, which is $7.6 billion. No end of chain of migration, no end of the visa diversity lottery, no uh, E-Verify. Three for three, and it's not going to fly, by the way. It will not pass. It'll be dead on arrival, pretty much. But he's doing it because he wrote in the op-ed, DACA recipients represent the very best of America. Yes, and we played the sound bites earlier. We'll do it later on in the show of the guy that was actually in charge of processing the DAC applications saying it was riddled with fraud. We've had him on the show. We played the sound bites a lot. Matt O'Brien. I guess Jeff Flake just doesn't know that, but, uh, you know, some talk show host in Tucson does. Three things I think you need to know. Now, this this is actually somewhat serious. I've never really done anything like this because I don't like to do agenda radio, um, but... This hits home, this this shooting, right? And now that I have a, a, a son that's going to be in kindergarten come August, um, I mean, my wife and I toured schools, and we always asked, and, and they were you know more than willing to tell, we locked down during this part of the day, you can only get in over here, blah, blah. Safety's a big deal. It's very important, right? And there's you know student resource officers, SROs, it's, it's a police officer, and they have a firearm, but 
one person in a whole school, how do you, you can't protect everybody. It doesn't work that way, right? So I made the statement, and some people liked it, and some people didn't. You sit back and say, all right, what's the best way? And there's no perfect solution, by the way, in a free society. You, you want to live in North Korea, you want to have school shootings, because you'll have the military everywhere, making sure nobody has guns, and if you say the wrong thing, they'll shoot you or put you, re, uh, put you in re-education camp. I don't think we want that, right? I don't think we want that. However, I think the only way to protect students, staff at the school, is to have teachers be able to arm themselves, protect themselves. Not just willy-nilly, go through training, just like any responsible person would and does, right? So I started doing some research on this. And I was shocked to find this out. Here in Arizona, we are not one of the 18 states. You know there are 18 states that actually lets uh, teachers carry guns on campus? And somehow, someway, Arizona and our gun-loving state, we're not one of them. But 18 states are. I was shocked at some of the states. Hawaii. Liberal Hawaii. Liberal Connecticut. California. What? Yet Massachusetts. New York. And they said, you know, there's certain caveats with schools approval, all this other stuff. You can't just go do it. Now in Utah, um, you need the approval of the responsible school administrator, but nobody's really supposed to know who does it. Right? Wyoming, as long as it's not concealed, so you can carry the gun on you and people see it. Or listen to these liberal states that will actually let this happen. Oregon, Rhode Island, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Hawaii, Connecticut, California. How are we not part of that group? There are other states, but who cares at this point, right? So you have this. Do you know what stopped? Uh, well, what made schools gun-free zones, do you, do you know this? It was the Gun-Free School Zones Act of 1990. You know who sponsored that? A guy Dems want to be president in 2020, Joe Biden. You know who signed into law? George H.W. Bush. Yep. Uh-huh. That's what happened there. Um, now, the Supreme Court, five years after its passage, declared the law unconstitutional under the Commerce Clause. But Congress amended the bill, and then Bill Clinton signed it back into law in 1996, and the Supreme Court has not ruled on the issue ever since. So there are 18 states where, where teachers can actually do this. Now, I don't know if teachers actually do, but there's 18 states that allow it. And one thing that occurred to me was, wow, so 18 states allow teachers to carry firearms. Have you ever heard of a mass shooting, or any shooting at all, from a teacher? Or a staff member at a school. Has any staff member or a teacher at a school that carried legally ever decided to just shoot a student they hate? I haven't heard of that. Have you? No. But we're told it's what's going to happen, right? It's exactly what's going to happen. You ready for this? I have stories. You know, in California, there are five school districts that let teachers arm themselves. You know, you make fun of California, right? But in California, they have five, five school districts. Yep. What? Uh, the North Cow Creek, this is a story back in January, New North Cow Creek School District became the fifth district in California to let teachers be armed. Four districts that allow concealed carry, Curran High School District, Kinsburg Joint Union High School, Folsom, Cordova, 
Anderson Union High, all in Shasta County, by the way. Shasta County, California. How about that? Uh, a parent at a school district in Shasta County, Rich Gallardo, sent a letter to Pacheco Union School District asking them to adopt a policy, a policy similar to Anderson Union in North Cow Creek. He said, I have a child in Prairie Elementary. Quote, they are representing me and my kid, and I've got to give them at least an official chance on the record to address this issue. It's not just for my kid, it's for the whole district, really. Ready for this? At least 12 school districts in Colorado have adopted policies that allow teachers and staff to carry at school for defense. 12 in Colorado. We'd love in Colorado. There are at least, you ready for this? At least 40 school districts in Ohio. 40 in Ohio alone that let teachers carry. So if you think this is bad, if you think this is going to lead to something terrible, like it's dangerous and things like that, how come you have never heard of any shooting on a school campus by a teacher, at a student, another staff member, things like that? These are people that go through training. Good people that go through training tend to not break the law. They don't break the law. The bad guys are the ones that do that. They don't go through the training. So I would love for you to answer the question for me at 880-KNST, 880-5678. Why is this a bad idea? You do realize that if there was a shooting on a school, on a school campus, at a school, and it was done by a teacher, and they allowed teachers to, to carry, that would be like the biggest story ever. More than just a crazy kid taking a gun onto campus and shooting a bunch of his, of his, uh, of his classmates and teachers and stuff like that. If a, stu- if a teacher actually did that, can you imagine the outrage? They'd want guns banned in a heartbeat. See, this was a good one. You gun people said good people don't do this kind of stuff. Here we go, blah, blah, blah. 18 states. I mean, it's got to, I mean, it's dozens and dozens and dozens of school districts. Let teachers do this. In Utah, they've had this law into effect for years. You don't hear about school shootings in Utah. As a matter of fact, in Utah, the teachers don't even have to admit. They don't have to admit at all that they are actually carrying. As long as they know, right? As long as as students know and people know that people there have weapons, it's amazing how people don't want to go bring a gun into a zone that is not gun-free because they will also get shot. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I've heard armed guards and stuff like that, and that's okay, but they can't be everywhere. What if somebody just goes into the bathroom, gets a gun, and comes back? Where's the armed guard? I want my son's teacher if that teacher wants to be allowed to defend himself him or his or herself uh the other students my son what is wrong with that way of thinking that's what i want to know wait till you hear this coming up too and i'll get your reaction and so i want teachers to hear this i want administrators because a lot of people didn't realize how many school districts across this country and in 18 states teachers and staff are allowed to carry 
I and I'll get your calls, but you got to hear some clips from a story from Ohio where teachers went through training. And even a law enforcement official who was against teachers carrying went through the training and changed his mind. You have to hear what happened. It's coming up in five in your reaction. 719 KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Leading talk. 726, thank you for hanging out. Do not forget Beer Club for Men tomorrow night, 5 to 7. We can talk about this. We talk about lots of things. I go and do my best to talk to everybody I possibly can. I make my way around. Just grab me. By the way, if you go to the Beer Club at Mr. On's tomorrow night when I'm there, 5 to 7, uh, I, I hope most people are there. Most are because of the Beer Club. There are some people like, hey, I'm Gary. And they're like, who are you? We're just here for the food. I'm like, okay, cool. So, like, don't please don't be afraid to be like, you're Gary. Get over here, man, and just say whatever's on your mind. Makes it easier on me guessing and then being embarrassed once in a while if somebody's like, who the hell are you? Which happens at family functions. Anyway, tomorrow night, Beer Club for Men, Mr. Ron's 5 to 7, Oracle and Rudisil. I'll be there. Hope you are too. Uh, it's going to be a chilly one today. It's chilly out now in the upper 30s. We're going to be in the low 60s for a high today and sunny. Uh, let's play real quick. Before we get to the calls, I, I put this video on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Please like it and follow it so you can see it and comment and everything else. If you are a parent, you thought it was crazy to have teachers or staff be armed. If maybe you're a teacher and you thought it was crazy, you're an administrator, you're a school board member, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, this is a story that is almost three years old. And I found it because, again, I was shocked, maybe just like you, at the amount of schools that actually across the country let teachers and staff carry concealed. And, again, you've never heard, you've never heard of anybody shooting up a school that was a teacher that was legally allowed to carry or a staff member. Have you? I haven't. It'd be the biggest story ever. The media would jump all over it. You know it's true. So, I want to play some sound bites. This is from this story. It's a TV station uh, out in Ohio, Cincinnati, I believe. Uh, this school district is one of the 40 school districts in Ohio that lets teachers carry guns. Let's do number 79 first. This is from the story. Parents wanted this to happen. Here we go. Parents in this district asked that their staff be armed. The board okayed the training and the carrying of weapons on campus by trained staff. Recent school shootings prompted them to ask us not to identify the school district. This shooter is the superintendent. He explained his reasoning on the controversial issue. When does help come? You know, every 30 seconds, two people die. That's not acceptable. Wow. So I don't know when a 911 call gets made. I don't know when law enforcement arrives. It's not that they don't want to help, but when do they help? And I want to keep my kids safe. So how, how is that bad? Maybe you're just scared of guns, and that's fine. Listen, people fear what they don't understand, and I get it. I didn't understand guns for a long time. I'm still not like a complete expert, but I believe in them. I've learned. I've gone through training. I did not grow up with them. But you hear that superintendent. I would love to talk to other superintendents. TUSD, Amphi, Sunnyside, Foothills. How can you disagree with that? What can you possibly do if, you don't, if you're not armed to take down a shooter? How can you really keep kids and staff safe? What, are you going to hope it happens? Are you going to hug them to death? What are you going to do? Number 80. Let's do number 80 real quick. Um, these are some of the trainers. Here's more from that story. Here we go. 
The instructors are from John Benner's Tactical Defense Institute in Adams County, Ohio, one of the foremost training facilities in the country. Benner himself is a former SWAT commander. We believed in this for, for a long time. It just never thought we'd be able to pull it off it, uh, until Sandy Hook. And then everything changed. And now people realize that you have to be able to, if you don't have somebody here in the school that's armed, willing, and capable, it, uh, you're going to lose a lot of people. Yeah, you really are. This story was posted November 13th, 2015, almost two and a half years ago. This district, again, one of 40 in Ohio that lets teachers carry, you haven't heard of a teacher getting mad at a student because a student was a wise guy and just taking out the gun and shooting him, have you? I haven't. Again, that'd be a big story, right? Let's squeeze in one more before we go to break. And we'll, I will get your calls. Be patient. 81. Because saying, well, who, who pays for this? What's the cost? Do you not think we can get local people here, local groups here to help pay for the training? I think people would actually pay money to make sure their kids are safe. Listen to this. The cost of training is entirely covered by the Buckeye Firearms Foundation, a pro-gun group. There are teachers who are willing to die for the children that we leave with them every day. Yep. When they come to us and say we need a solution, we need something that will happen, when we have experts that can provide the training and provide these solutions, our foundation is obligated to make this happen for the schools. Really is. All right, I'll get your reaction. I have one more coming up, which is huge. A uh, school resource officer, former law enforcement, was against teachers and staff arming themselves, but went through this training, and wait till you hear what he says now. And I'll get your reaction to this. And by the way, since the shooting, one sheriff in Ohio has offered concealed carry training. Guess how many teachers have signed up for that? We'll get to all that. Don't go anywhere. This is a big issue here in this community, all over communities, but here in town... I would love, again, we'll see if any, and I know they all listen, teachers, school board members, um, principals. Where are they on this? Why can't they speak up? Why are they afraid they're going to hurt people's feelings? Are you freaking kidding me? We'll continue in about uh, five minutes with the latest on this and your reaction. Right now on KNST, here's Fox. We know you're thinking everything he's saying. Well, except for the crazy stuff that's flying out of his mouth. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 743 things I think you need to know. Here's a bonus one. A beer club for men tomorrow night, 5 to 7. Join me in Mr. Ons, Oracle and Rudisil. Thank you. First thing I think you need to know, Pima County Supervisors, well, one of them, Ramon Valadez, overrules his original vote and says, okay, I'm a yes. Let's get the $1.4 million grant, Operation Stone Garden, to the Pima County Sheriff's Department. But there's a caveat. I want to make sure, even though you've gotten this grant since 2004, and we've always approved it, and we didn't because we just don't like Trump now, but we've always approved it. Um, for some reason, I think you guys, the Pima County Sheriff's Department, racially profile. We need to have a committee to look at racial profiling. I didn't realize there was a problem there at the Pima County Sheriff's Department. That dude just called them all racist. Isn't that just nice? Ridiculous. Second thing, I think you need to know. The Florida State House, despite all these kids pushing agendas, and by the way, Michael Bloomberg's group, the anti-gun group that he has, Every Town USA, he is funding a new one aimed at, lack of a better term, aimed at high school and college students like the ones down there to be anti-gun groups. They're trying to capitalize on this like there's no tomorrow. Anyway, the Florida uh, House voted down two to one to have any kind of an assault ban hearing. 
And the students freaked out. You're murderers. Yeah, okay, that's the ticket. The FBI blew it. You want to blame this? Get out of here. Uh, thir- and by the way, they showed the local authorities. 36, 36 calls, 39 calls. I've heard different numbers. Uh, police were called to this dude's house because he was a maniac. They, they, the schools knew. Everybody knew. Third thing, I think you need to know, Jeff Flake proves he's still insane Jeff Flake. I mean, this guy, there is something wrong with this dude. He has an obsession with Trump and illegal aliens, and he doesn't like Americans. Wrote an op-ed saying he's going to force a vote on the floor that will go nowhere, by the way. He wants to have an extension for DACA protections. Three years for the DACA illegal aliens, three years of protection in exchange for three years of border funding. Yeah, that sounds like a good deal. Nothing about the visa diversity lottery, chain migration, E-Verify, nothing like that. Uh, and he, he says he justifies it because he's actually said DACA recipients represent the very best of America. Thanks, Jeff. There's, there's something wrong with that guy. I mean, I, if he was just this hell-bent on uh, solving Obamacare, coming up with a new solution, wouldn't that be nice? He is more hell-bent on getting people legalized than building a wall and offering protection, right? Never called Marianne Mendoza, never called a lot of people. It's, it's horrible. Blood on his hands, by the way. Tons of blood on Jeff Flake's hands. His tan hands. Three things I think you need to know. They are very tan. Everything's tan. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. I have this video that I've been playing from this, this story from November of 2015, almost two and a half years ago. Right? I have it up on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio. This is very, very, very important, right? I mean, extremely important. I think teachers, administrators, principals, parents, anybody here, needs to, I think they need to realize the only way to truly protect kids and staff members at school from a school shooting is to not have it be a gun-free zone. It's to let teachers be able to defend themselves. And maybe that'll throw some fear in front of uh, the future shooters. It's okay. And again, I've been telling you this. If you're just tuning in, there are 18 states that let teachers carry concealed weapons. Certain caveats to get the okay, but they let them do it. 18 states, we're not one of them. And I told you, five California school districts have done this. By the way, in response to this, uh, earlier this year, Jerry Brown, the governor of California... Uh, signed a bill because the Californians are just nuts. Their state legislature uh, said, you know what? No schools are allowed to carry firearms. It's illegal all over. They banned the teachers being able to protect themselves. But they had it for five school districts in California, 12 in Colorado, at least 40 in Ohio, and there's 18 states. I'm just telling you, it's, it's happening everywhere. Nobody talks about it. The media doesn't want you to know because then it would become normal. But they want you to think school shootings are normal. They want you to think that it's not normal for people to be able to defend themselves. You want to protect the kids? I mean, Governor Ducey has armed security. Is Governor Ducey, and no offense to him, is he more important to you than your kids? Mayor Rothschild has armed protection. I'm glad he does. It's great. You know, he's probably against guns in schools, but he needs somebody to protect him. He travels with a Tucson police officer. I mean, does he? Because he got carjacked. Well, he wasn't traveling. Then he was coming out of his house. Oh. Um, do you think that Mayor Rothschild is more important than your kid? No offense again to Mayor Rothschild, but my kid's more important to me. So let's play this last soundbite. <clears throat> Number 82. A school resource officer out there in Ohio at this school district was against arming teachers. 
but listen. Jeff Corder is a veteran deputy and firefighter, now a school resource officer in a different county. Corder came into this training adamantly opposed to teachers carrying guns in his school. You know, I knew I had a gun in the building, and I'm a uniformed officer in the building, and I didn't want to worry about who else had them. I'm leaving here today, going back to talk to the superintendent to say, we need to look at this. Corder says this intensive training changed his mind. With this program, if they get through a program like this, it's, it's a, a total win-win. This is not uh, a job that law enforcement can successfully do. And it hasn't, doesn't have anything to do with their training, doesn't have anything to do with their desire or anything else. They would love to do a good job on this stuff. But time is the critical factor. That's it. Time is the critical factor. Police are not bodyguards. Even if you have police on campus, they can't be everywhere at all times. How? No, I just want to know. And it's okay to disagree with me. I just don't understand it. Maybe you don't understand me. Maybe you think I'm crazy because I want my son's teacher, as long as the teacher wants, to be able to carry a firearm. Why is this so bad? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Again, some people are just deathly afraid of guns, and I get it. But once you get trained, man, oh man, oh man. Makes a world of difference. Once you start understanding things, it makes a world of difference. In Ohio, right after this shooting, by the way, so that story is almost two and a half years old. Right after this last shooting in Florida, a sheriff in Ohio said, you know what, I'm going to offer concealed carry training for teachers. Free concealed carry training. Butler County, Ohio Sheriff Richard Jones. Richard K. Jones. He offered free concealed carry training for 50 teachers. And you know what? 250 teachers responded within 24 hours. 250. They seem to want to be able to defend their students and themselves. Why wouldn't they? Who the hell wants to be a sitting duck? It makes no sense, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, the Butler County Sheriff's Office put on Facebook over 50 emails in 20 minutes. The first 20 minutes, they got 50 emails for the 50-person class. And Jones said he wants teachers to be ready if their school board so chooses. He said if the school board wants to give the authority to teachers to be armed, they can do that. They have the authority to do it, but I'm going to do my part. And I assume I'm probably the only one in the state of Ohio that's doing that. But something has to happen. Be great if a sheriff down here did the same thing, right? Wouldn't that be nice? Napier offered that if someone, you know, Pinal County Sheriff, whatever it might be. I mean, something needs to happen here, doesn't it? Now, again, some people are literally just deathly afraid of guns. Uh, There's a story, apparently in Florida, there's actually a bill going through the Florida legislature uh, that would have let um, teachers carry firearms in school. No joke. It's kind of been shelved because apparently it's just not the right time, which I think is just insane. It's the exact right time. Right? Um, 
Some t- some parents were upset. I, I have a couple of sound bites for you. Again, this Florida bill would have let school employees carry concealed weapons. It could come back. They took it off. It, they could introduce it again. I want you to hear, this is the, the news reporter reading some Facebook comments from some of their viewers down in Florida. This story just aired a couple of days ago. 83, again, one parent says, good idea. Listen to this. Kimberly Bartlum wrote, why is this a debate? Armed guards should have already happened, and absolutely teachers should be able to protect our children and themselves. So that's good. And then one parent went off the rails. There's no convincing this. Listen to a parent disagreeing. Here we go. Rosewood says in part, armed, no. What needs to happen is funding and talks against bullying, isolation, and hate. That's going to stop a shooter. Talks against bullying, isolation, and hate. And funding. Yeah, funding. Because funding is... More funding. Funding. Funding does stuff. Funding could actually teach people how to counteract a shooter. But funding, yes, hugs. Hugs and love. Hugs and love will stop a crazy person from committing murder. All right, we'll get reaction coming up in the next hour. I run out of time. 750-880-KNST, 880-5678. And to exploit the issue that much more, some guy wrote an op-ed... I almost became a school shooter. What? I wanted to be one. What? So MSNBC's like, cool, we'll talk to you. Wait till you hear this guy. Holy smokes. We'll get to that in your reaction coming up at 810 this morning on KNST. Talk. 827, thank you for hanging out. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Going to be about 62 degrees, low 60s, probably sunny, so it'll probably feel warmer. In the sunshine, obviously, it's just, it always it feels always like ten degrees warmer and stuff like that. So uh, it was really chilly this morning, uh, and right now outside, it's uh, it's not exactly burning up out there. It's thirty nine degrees. Anyway, let's continue. By the way, I'm still waiting, Ryan. Nobody's calling to disagree with the fact. I spent a whole hour with proof as to why it makes sense, and the only option to really protect students and teachers and staff is to arm teachers. Why aren't people calling up disagreeing? What the hell is going on? I don't know. Are the facts just that overwhelming? Again, this we did great freaking radio, man. Should I be answering the phone? Nah, well, we're going to put that whole segment. Ryan's, I shouldn't say we. I hate when my wife does that. We need to do this. You mean me? Yes, thanks. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Ryan <laughs> will we'll put up the whole 7 o'clock hour uh, on my iHeart channel by itself. The whole podcast will be there, but the whole 7 o'clock hour, iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis, iHeartRadio app, search Garrett Lewis, download the app. You can find it there. And then I want you to share that with parents. Teachers, principals, administrators, superintendents, everybody. And I'll be willing to take calls from now until everywhere. I want to know what, why, what would be a problem with this. I would love administrators, principals. Why don't these freaking people want to go on the damn record? This is like a big community thing right now. It should be talked about. Let's solve the problem as to what we need to do to protect kids. If Doug Ducey and Mayor Rothschild get armed protection, why can't my kid and your kid? No offense to them. They're not more important than my child. Or your child. Let's go back to this Aaron Stark, number 89. He says love is what's needed. He said, "I listen, I, uh, I was almost a school shooter. I wanted to be. I couldn't get an assault weapon, but I wanted to be one. And I was ready to do it. I was ready to kill myself till somebody invited me over to their house. I didn't realize it was a party and they had a big blueberry pie there. That's what he said. Big blueberry pie. And, uh, and I was just, man, it's just love. That changed me right there. I don't think somebody baking a blueberry pie for this nut in Florida was going to stop him from doing what he did. Cops are called out of his house 36 times. He was beating his old mom. She was doing whatever to him. Who knows? He was given love. He was taken in by, by strangers. Stay with us. Your parents died. He still shut up the place. 
So here's this Aaron Stark who on MSNBC who says again we we got to we love people just need to know their love that'll stop them love listen to this though if if somebody in your class just walked up to you and I don't know gave you a hug or said you know hey you're worth it or just something nice would that alone have, have changed the way you felt it literally did that is literally what happened that stopped me from carrying out my my plan um, it was that I couldn't find a gun. That is true. That's what caused. That's the difficulties back in the day with the assault weapons ban and oh the fact God. that I was an insane teenager who was chaotic. Mm -hmm. And that's another element to remember is that people who are crazy and going to go kill people aren't necessarily the most logical people. Hey. And when people say that, well, they could have done it another way, maybe that way just didn't exist to that person. Real? Okay. So they're not the most logical. So if you tell them hug it out, I don't think they're going to be like, okay, that's cool. And he's trying to say the assault ban, assault ban's weapon worked. Assault weapons ban worked. In the middle of it, Columbine happened. Okay, here we go. Assault weapons ban. As it was about to expire, this is from Breitbart, as it was about to expire in 2004, the Department of Justice's National Institute of Justice reported that the ban could not be credited with any reduction in crime. Washington Times quoted a University of Pennsylvania professor, Christopher Coper author of the National Institute of Justice report saying, we, not, we cannot clearly credit the ban with any of the nation's recent drop in gun violence. And indeed, there has been no discernible reduction in the lethality and injuriousness of gun violence. The ban's effects on gun violence are likely to be small at best and perhaps too small for reliable measurement. The report put matters into perspective, pointing out assault weapons were rarely used in gun crimes even before the ban. In other words, assault weapons were not a weapon of choice before the ban, so why would banning them be expected to contribute to a drop in crime? January 18, 2013, Breitbart News reported assault weapons were tied to less than 0.012% of U.S. deaths in 2011. Mm-hmm. Even GQ magazine made a similar point responding to Hillary Clinton's assault weapons ban campaign during the presidential election. GQ wrote, after every high-profile shooting, Democrats like Hillary Clinton call for a ban on assault weapons, the military-style rifles that have been dubbed the weapon choice of mass for mass shooters. There's a problem with this popular liberal idea. Banning these guns would not do much to save American lives. Only 3.6% of America's gun murders are committed with any kind of rifle, according to FBI data. The majority of gun murders are committed with handguns. First, it's the rifle, then it's the gun. GQ actually then wrote, I'm not kidding here, the Democrat staffers who wrote the now-expired 1994 federal assault weapon ban knew it was largely a symbolic policy. Again, facts, science, facts, science. Who doesn't believe in science now? 880-KNST, 880-5678. We'll get to the... Um, the student that says the media is not talking to pro-Second Amendment students. And he calls out uh, Brian Williams, who tried to get him to say bad things. Okay? It, and then the, uh, the teenager who was asked, what about people calling you leftist tools? Like me, like I call them that. Wait to hear this genius's response. It's all coming up. Any reaction in about five? Here's the latest from Fox. Normally, you'd be pretty upset if another guy was stimulating your wife. But in a strange way, you like it. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Just ask your wife. 843, thanks for hanging out. What's going on? 
three things I think you need to know. A bonus one tomorrow night, Beer Club for Men. Mr. Ons, 5 to 7, I'll be there. I hope to see you there, too. We'll have a limited amount of KNST t-shirts, the new edition. Keeping Tucson, yes, keep Tucson stimulated. That's what we do. If you're offended by that, I have nothing for you. First thing I think you need to know, Pima County Sheriff's Department is going to get that $1.4 million grant. Supervisor Ramon Valdez switched his vote because all of a sudden he had information now. He voted yes on the same stuff for years, but now he got new information. But he apparently thinks the sheriff's deputies and the sheriff himself, who knows, are all racist. Because one caveat to vote yes is we need to make sure there's no racial profiling going on with this because it's from Homeland Security and Trump's in office. So we're going to have a committee to study racial profiling. What a dingbat, man. What an offensive person. Second thing that I think you need to know is that the Florida State House, despite all the cries from these kids and the media driving the narrative home that it's all gun, 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 when the FBI blew it, they could have had the guy. Local authorities blew it. They were called out 36 times to his house. Florida State House voted in a two-to-one margin with 73-36 to not have a debate on assault weapons ban. And I just told you 15 minutes ago, it never worked to begin with. Third thing, I think you need to know Jeff Flake proves how insane he is. Because he is insane. He wants to force a vote to give a, get a deal. Three years protection for DACA illegal aliens in order of, in exchange for three years of border wall funding. Yeah, that's going to go over well, buddy. Yeah, a lot of support there. And he wants to do this. Nothing about the uh, in, ending divisa versity lottery, chain migration, E-Verify enacting that. Nothing on that. He said we need to do this because the DACA illegals represent the best of America. Invite him to your house then, buddy. We'll have more on that in the next hour. Three things I think you need to know. Now, I want you to hear a couple of things, because I keep saying that these uh, these students are being used or whatever, and maybe they're just radicals themselves. Who the hell knows, right? Uh, but obviously, it's, it's, it's a bit weird what's going on. Um, as a matter of fact, there is one student, one student named, uh, I believe it's Brad, right? Hang on, let me get the, Brandon. Brandon Minoff, 18-year-old survivor. Uh, he went on Fox News. He was interviewed by CNN, MSNBC, NBC, that kind of stuff. But he told Fox News yesterday, too many media outlets are focusing on gun control instead of the 17 people that were killed. Quote, I wholeheartedly believe that the media is politicizing this tragedy. It seems that gun control laws is the major topic of conversation rather than focusing on the bigger issue of 17 innocent lives being taken at the hands of another human. He said, I'm not against my classmates pushing gun control. It's fine. But he said, why isn't the media talking to students on the other side? Quote, I know many people who are pro-gun and others who support gun control, but it seems that the media is specifically targeting those in support of gun control to make it seem as if they're the majority. That's what they do. That's why it's fake news. And the liberal news outlets are the ones that seem to make the bigger effort to speak to these people, and I'm talking from experience. He told Fox all day Thursday. CNN was interviewing gun experts and specialists to brainwash the audience that gun control is a necessity. They even have an army of my classmates trying to persuade other students that guns are unnecessary and should be illegal. Holy crap! CNN's doing that? He's witnessing this. Okay. What more do you need? You know, this is him actually, this Brandon Minoff on with Brian Williams on MSNBC. Listen to this. 
if you were a lawmaker, an adult in a, in a decision-making uh, position, how would you stop, do you think, the kind of thing that happened today? A kid who'd been thrown out comes back with a weapon and takes out whatever grievance he's been walking around with in his head. Gun-wise, I don't think there's any way to prevent it. You outlaw guns, just creates higher demand for it. I think it has to do with mental health, though. If he's been expelled three different times in three different schools, I think he should be helped out. Good for that guy. Good for that guy. Again, they're all purposefully, you know, they keep saying the same thing over and over. Gun control, gun control, gun control, this, ban this, ban this, NRA murders, because they don't want people, they want people to forget the fact that the FBI blew it twice. And local authorities blew it. And gun control wouldn't have helped. People called, they saw something, they said something, and the system failed. The FBI failed, local police failed, the school failed. They did. Yep. Um, I want you to hear, let's play, uh, where's, where's that, uh, Sophie, I think it's Sophie Whitney, number 86. She was asked by, I think, Anderson Cooper, what do you think about people calling you leftist tools, saying that you're being told what to say and... You don't really know what you're talking about, that kind of stuff. Listen to this genius, this high, this high school kid. Here we go. Honestly, I think that the reason people are saying those things is because they're, they're in disbelief and they're scared because there are 17-year-old kids that are, are way smarter than them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you're way smart. You know what? Go back to uh, yesterday. Speaking of, if you missed it, way smarter than us. You want to know? I mean, apparently, we don't know how the government works and who's in charge of what. Uh, David Hogg, 58 right there. Top one, all the way to the top. David Hogg, one of the students. These 17-year-olds are way smarter than us. Here's an example of it. Here we go. I think it's disgusting, personally. My father's a retired FBI agent, and the FBI are some of the hardest-working individuals I've ever seen in my life. They work every day, 24-7, to ensure the lives of every single American in this country. And it's wrong that the president is blaming them for this. After mm. all, he is in charge of the FBI. Oh, he can't put that actually, off on them. No. He is in charge of them. And these people, what they love to do is push it, this off on the bureaucracy and say it's not them. He is in charge of the FBI. That's, part, that's one of the executive branches. Oh, no, the executive branch is supposed to enforce laws. And as such, President as Trump such. is in charge of that and the FBI. You are awarded no points. We're all dumber now because of what you just said. Nope, that is actually not true. But remember that girl's like, listen, 17-year-olds are smarter than we are. They are smarter than we are. 880-KNST, 880-5678. I swear I'm going to do my best to get your reaction. And again, the 7 o'clock hour is going to be up after the show. You need to listen to the whole thing, the whole thing, because it's really that good. Uh, Really quick, there's also another story. You want to talk about insane? You hear about this? Uh, Apparently, there was going to be a Civil War reenactment, but it was canceled. Do you have any idea why the Civil War reenactment was canceled? Why do you think? I'll tell you about it. There was a Civil War reenactment. It was going to take place in, uh, in California, and it was canceled. And I will tell you why and what, what apparently needs to happen to get it going again. Coming up, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I've asked the same questions. 9.08 on this Trump Day. It's Wednesday. It's February 21st. It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's 
most stimulating talk. Right? Three things I think you need to know. Number one, Pima County supervisors reverse their vote from two weeks ago by one. Supervisor Ramon Valdez changes his vote to a yes. So it's three to two. They will accept the $1.4 million grant from the federal government, from the Department of Homeland Security, Operation Stone Garden. But to save face with the illegal alien crowd and the amnesty lovers in Pima County, Valdez said, even though I voted for this for years, over and over, and it's the same thing over and over and over again since 2004, uh, I think we have a problem with racial profiling and stuff, and I think we need to watch, yeah, we, we, need to, we need to have a committee. I'll change my vote, but we need a committee to look at racial profiling. Are you freaking kidding me right now? And if I was Napier, I'd be ripping this guy eight ways from Sunday. I know he's got to play nice and stuff like that. He just called your people racist. We'll get to that. Second thing I think you need to know, and I think this is a big one, the Florida State House voted down by a two-to-one margin. A two-to-one margin, right? Uh, to say, no, we are not going to have any kind of debate on an assault weapons ban. And I've gone over it why it does not work. It's from the Department of Justice. They studied this. University of uh, Pennsylvania professor studied it and said there was no decrease in gun violence, crime, none of that stuff. Just dumb. Dumb. And the kids are all sad and stuff because they're just being brainwashed or they believe it or who knows what's going on. Third thing I think you need to know is that Jeff Flake has proved how insane he is. Writes an op-ed in the Washington Post saying he's going to force a vote for a deal for DACA. He cares about DACA. Doesn't care about illegal aliens. Doesn't care about Brandon Mendoza who died at the hands of an illegal alien, he's a police officer in Mesa. Never talked to his family, never apologized. Blood is on Jeff Flake's hands, by the way. He wants to offer a deal. It'll never go through. Three years of DACA protection for the DACA illegal aliens, protections for them, in exchange for three years of border wall funding. Just three years, right? Hey, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for the effort there, buddy. Nothing about E-Verify, ending chain migration, diversity lottery, none of that stuff. He said DACA represents the best in America, the DACA people. Bye. This is why nobody likes you and why you quit, because you knew you're going to get your ass kicked in the elections. Bye, Felicia. Three things I think you need to know. Seriously. I mean, I'm just done with that, dude. Um, man, oh, man, oh, man. Uh, and we'll put the whole 7 o'clock hour, which I think is very important. Uh, I want you to listen to it, share it with teachers, parents, school administrators, school board members, you name it, superintendents, blah, blah, blah. The best and only way to protect students and employees at a school from a shooter is to have people armed and ready to go. And it's happened in over eight, it's happened in 18 states, five school districts in California, 12 in Colorado, 40 in Ohio I've talked about. There's a video on my Facebook page, like it and follow it, please, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio, uh, showing training. It's a, it's almost two and a half years old, this news story from Ohio, where teachers and staff were trained to carry firearms in this school district in Ohio. You know what's funny? You never hear of teachers, you hear these, these are all oh, teachers have a gun, they're going to shoot the students, they're going to go crazy. These are law-abiding people, they're not going to go do that. It's amazing they worry more about the law-abiding people than the actual people who break the law. You haven't heard of any, any you know, 18 states let teachers carry firearms in, on, on the campus, in school, in the classrooms. You don't hear about teachers and staff members shooting up students, do you? 
It's happened for years. Happened for years. That whole hour will be on my page at KNST.com. It'll be on my iHeart channel, iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis, iHeartRadio app. Search Garrett Lewis. I mean, it's it was really good. Everything I do is good, but this was like really good. It was facts. It was all kinds of info you're not getting anywhere else. I'd much rather talk about funny things, but this is a big deal. I mean, my kid, my kid is going to be in kindergarten. What about your kid, right? And again, if you want to talk about it, I will take your calls. If you think there's a different way, I'd love to hear from you. If you heard it, I mean, there's no way you can argue with it. There is literally, there's no, and I'll be up, I'll let you say your piece, but there's nothing that makes sense. There's, listen, there was a story on Breitbart, okay? The government declared the school a gun-free zone. It's a fact. Nobody was armed, 17 people died, the government failed. Right? That's it. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Let's address Jeff Flake for a second, shall we? And I will get, I will get um, your reaction. Just be patient. We need, we need the Matt O'Brien sound bites too, Ryan, if you don't mind. Because these always come in handy. Jeff Flake, I just told you, he wants to get a deal for DACA. He cares about DACA more than anybody else. That's just what he is. It's what he is, what he does. The guy is nuts. He's obsessed. He's got a sickness. I don't know what it is. I've never seen somebody besides like Luis Gutierrez or Raul Grijalva that is so obsessed with illegal aliens as Jeff Flake is. He cares about illegal aliens more than American citizens. He doesn't care about securing the border. He never has, never will. If he did, he wouldn't offer this freaking deal. And this dolt of us of a senator who is literally ignoring facts, he is lying to you. He is bringing fake news. He wants to get up there and rip Trump for like lying or whatever and all this other stuff. He is so full of crap, this guy. So full of crap. He wrote in his Washington Post op-ed, there are teachers, students, and members of the military who are DACA recipients. They are friends and colleagues who represent the very best of America, hard workers and productive members of their families and communities. They do not have the luxury of, of accepting defeat and moving on to the next agenda item. Represent the very best of America, these DACA illegals. What about the process of them, them getting the DACA protections, Jeff? Why do you not want to talk about that? So, you know, I wish Jeff would. I wish Jeff would talk to Matt O'Brien, who works for FAIR now, Federation for American Immigration Reform. We had him on the show back in September. These will always work, these sound bites. And he clarified, he, before he worked for FAIR, he worked for USCIS. They were the, the, the government agency that went through the DACA applications and tried to do background checks. And Obama overruled everybody and said, basically, let them all in. Matter of fact, let's start with, uh, let's start with number 10, Matt O'Brien. Uh, the DACA people, remember, they the very best of America. He's not saying we need to recheck these people, make sure everything's good. They're, they should just get amnesty. One fills the protections. One fills soup. Just do it. Listen to Matt O'Brien, who actually saw the, the applications. There were people with ties to terror. There were people with gang affiliations. There were people with criminal records. Uh, the whole program was just a giant funnel for fraud. But, Jeff, just give three more years the very best of America. Let's go in order. Let's do number 11 now. Let's do another. No, that's 15. All the way to the bottom. Uh, Matt O'Brien, listen more. Here we go. 
Well, the whole program seems to have been set up to excuse any bad activities by any of the people covered under the program. So there was a significant amount of pressure from the White House on down to approve these. Uh, USCIS, for example, sent out a memorandum telling field managers not to deny any applications because people did not have an identity document and could not prove who they were. Representing the very best of America, Jeff Flake. You have any response, El Jefe? Let's do the next one, just so you get the whole idea. Matt O'Brien, again, here we go. That's correct. I mean, it was a clear attempt to achieve an amnesty by executive fiat. And if you look at the statistics for the approvals, there were about 800,000 applications total, and there was about an 88 to 89% approval rate. That's shocking. You don't get that in any other immigration program. Hmm. Don't worry about the fraud here, Jeff, even though he's against waste and fraud and wasteful spending. Okay. More coming up from Matt O'Brien. Jeff Flake tweeted uh, yesterday, I can't promise one of my colleagues won't block an up or down vote on DAC extension, but I can promise that I'll be back on the floor again and again, motioning for a vote until we pass a bill providing relief for those struggling due to our inaction. No, it's due to their crossing the border illegally, Jeff. And it's your inaction on protecting the border, securing it. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Another one from Matt O'Brien on the DACA recipients. Here we go. I I believe there are a few um, who have been been taking this seriously. There have been hearings. There were people from uh, USCIS pulled up onto the Hill to talk about these things when the program was first rolled out. The problem is nobody put their foot down and said, enough, this is unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. We can't have this happening. Yeah, El Jefe, a threat to our democracy. That's what you called Trump, not this. Uh, let's do, uh, what are we up to now? 16? How many were denied? All right, here we go. DACA recipients, best and brightest. Here we go. Jeff Flake. There certainly were a small percentage of applications where there was blatant evidence that someone was involved in gangs, organized crime, or had national security concerns that were looked at in depth. Now, whether the recommendations to deny those were taken or not, it's hard to say because there was a very small number of these cases that were denied. The ones that were denied were almost uniformly the most egregious examples of people who presented a threat to public safety. Mm, best and brightest that represent America. There we go. Uh, we have one more now. Yes. Here's the uh, the final one. you got to love this. And the problem is this extends beyond just the DACA program. When I was the chief of national security at FDNS, we had a woman who was... Um, of an Iranian background who applied for citizenship, we found based on her travel pattern in her application, information that she provided to us, thinking that we wouldn't notice, that she had been in Iran for the Islamic Awakenings Conference, which is Iran's way of uniting with the Muslim world and encouraging people from that community to do bad things in other countries. We looked on YouTube and found her chanting death to America Mm. with the Ayatollah. And the Office of Chief Counsel at USCIS didn't want us to deny her citizenship application because they said it was a free speech issue. Best and brightest. Let them all in, Jeff. Uh, You want to talk about a threat to America. Jeff Flake is a threat to America. He is a threat. I think... uh, I think we hit them all, didn't we? We're good. Jeff, like, we'll get more of your reaction coming up to the uh, the training of teachers. I uh, got to get to Raul Grijalva, Nancy Pelosi, 
And of course, I mean, that other story I put on my Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, where all of a sudden uh, civil rights, uh, I'm sorry, civil, civil war reenactment, the soldiers in a California town were told you can't use your guns during the civil war reenactment. You can't shoot them. We can let you use wooden sticks. Yell bang, bang, bang. Use sticks. Bang, bang, bang. How about that? It's like a racing history, right? 920. We'll continue in about uh, three minutes. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Fuck. What is that about? 925. What are you telling people? It's Trump Day. Uh, at Garrett Lewis on Twitter. I've been tweeting throughout the show. Lots of things. Lots of reaction. Thank you for following me there, at Garrett Lewis. You want to find out what that's all about? Does it have anything to do with what we're talking about? It has to do with uh, with DACA. Enough. Enough. What? No, I want no part of that. So anyway, um, that dude's... Thank you for listening. No, 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 no. no, no. no this is how you're saying DACA. I don't care. You keep saying DACA. Yeah, I'm and from Long Island. Great. <laughs> That's what I said. And you, Leave me alone. He starts laughing. But Leave me alone. Give me the look of death. Why? You know, pizza. It ends in an R. Anyway, uh, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. I want you to uh, like. Don't go to Bastard. And follow me there as well. It doesn't, that's not how you say it. Anyway, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, it's going to be uh, sunny and about 60 or 62, low 60s today for a high. So have fun with that. Uh, yes, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Um, really quick, a Senator Doug Jones. Doug Jones. I mean, he's the guy that won in uh, Alabama. He said arming teachers is crazy. This is this is nuts. Arming teachers is absolutely crazy, according to uh, Doug Jones, the new senator in Alabama. Throw me up over there real quick, if you don't mind, tough guy. I want you to hear this. He's on MSNBC, of course. Uh, where is he? No, it's that way. He's on one of the NBC stations. Anyway, just listen to this. Here we go. How to keep students safe in schools, and some Alabama lawmakers Alabama, have yes. also suggested arming teachers in schools, and that's an idea that Representative Bradley Byrne and Senator Doug Jones have different opinions about. There are some teachers that I think could be appropriately armed if they have the training and they mm-hmm. feel comfortable doing it. I would certainly wouldn't want to require them to do it Mm-mm. if they don't feel comfortable with it. I think that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. There is Doug. Jones. I, I think it's crazy. You don't need to arm America in order to stop this. Really? He added, you just need to be smart about it. So to stop a guy with a gun, you don't need a person with a gun to stop it. You don't need to, you don't need to arm America in order to stop this. You just need to be smart about it. It explains a lot, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi heckled. Uh, she said some insane things yesterday. She called tax reform unpatriotic. Wow. What was Obama making the the deficit go from $9 trillion to $20 trillion? Was that patriotic? Even Obama called that unpatriotic when he was running in 08. Anyway, I want you to, let's play some sound bites real quick. Nancy Pelosi in Phoenix. Now, Raul Grijalva is going to be in Tucson today, but Nancy will not be with him. He's going to be in Tucson tonight at 6 o'clock in some room. Go to his Facebook page where you can check out his profile picture where he says on his T-shirt, I stand with immigrants. And he means illegal immigrants, but whatever. 
Um, so Nancy Pelosi, number 71. Uh, let's hear this first. This is where she's she's talking about the budget and the budget should re- reflect American values and the fact that we are cutting certain things to give a tax break and give people their own money back. It's bad. And then she brings up Martin Luther King. Listen to this. Here we go. As Martin Luther King said, God really didn't intend, let me read his, God really didn't intend, never intended for one group of people to live in superfluous, inordinate wealth mm. while others live in abject, deadening poverty. Mm. <laughs> She's worth $100 million, by the way. So these are kitchen table issues, though, for America's families, because most, you know, mo- most people are not in deadening poverty, but some are. But most people have to struggle to make make ends meet so no we're not talking about that so in any event i can out you know i'm a mother five i can uh speak louder than anybody okay we're not talking about what i'm worth okay shh don't tell anybody they'll get mad at me if i know i'm worth 100 million dollars then they'll want me to give it away to people not giving up my money idiot security yeah uh, then the day before Nancy Pelosi, she's going on this tour. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's like the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. I retweeted something from John Lott this morning. Follow me on Twitter at Garrett Lewis. You'd get it. You'd see it. It's really cool. Uh, you ready for this? Well, let's do, let's do number 74 first. Before I tell you what I tweeted, here's a couple of sound bites. First 74. Here is Nancy Pelosi. This tax cut for corporate America is theft. Yeah. Theft from the future, paying over two trillion dollars with the actual uh, tax cut plus interest on that debt is a, a loser for what we could do investing that money. Yeah, they, she can do better with your money than you could do with your money. Did you know that? And it's theft. No, we're not one of the eighteen states. It's not true. So anyway, it's theft. And she could do better, right? She could do better. Now, here is the kicker. This is a good one right here. You'll love this one. Number 72. 72, Nancy Pelosi. So many things to do here. Go ahead. We could have, as we have done before, written a tax bill in a bipartisan way that was had transparency, that people could see what it was about. Pause it. Wow. You have a track record of that, right, Nancy? Flashback to Obamacare. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Oof, I hate when that happens. So let's continue with this one. Had unif- was unifying mm. and was bipartisan. Instead, they, in the dark of night, it was dark of, dark of night and the yes. speed of light, speed of light, wrote something that now people are finding out about. And apparently, you dingbat, they like it. This is what's funny. They're going on this tour to say this tax reform is terrible for workers. They're getting raises. They're getting more job opportunities. They're getting the wages increasing. This is terrible for you. Uh, they're finding out about it. In December, your lives were being broadcast, and Republicans only had an 80% approval. In December now, just a couple months later, 89%. Independents only had a 37% approval rating of the tax reform back in December, Nancy, because you were saying it was Armageddon, and the media was helping you build your narrative. Now that people are seeing what it really is and knowing that you lied, it's up to 50% approval, 13-point gain in just two months. Democratic support more than doubled, 8% approval in December because they believe Nancy. Now it's 19%. Considering they know you lied, Nancy, how is that going to help you win in November? How? 
One more butte from Nancy will do coming back. And then we got to get to uh, the fact that a sitting supervisor on the Pima County Board of Supervisors is insinuating, a second one now, that uh, law enforcement in this area is racist. We'll get to that. Don't go anywhere. 933 on KNST. Here's Fox. Wes Callison. He gets you up, gets you going. He stimulates you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 941. Thanks for hanging out. Don't forget, Beer Club, we have our meeting tomorrow night at Mr. On's 5 to 7. I hope to see you there. Good food, good drinks, good people. There are a lot of things to talk about. I can't wait. Oh, you're going? I'm out! No, and so I'm just... Is that... Well, you have a good time, right? Well, yeah, you are the you are the fun. I gotta be honest. I, I have to do the work. You have the fun. Oh, hang on. Let me get the uh, violin. I'm the straight man. You're the guy that... Uh, has the fun. Thank you. Tomorrow night, Mr. Ron's 5 to 7. Hope to see you there. Three things I think you need to know. By the way, really quick, Martin Luther King, if he could speak from the grave right now after hearing Nancy Pelosi quote him, I think he would say something like, shut up, Nancy. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. Number one, Pima County supervisors, we'll get to this, uh, insinuate that Pima County deputies, I guess, are uh, racist and stuff and racially profile people. That was the... That was one of the considerations Ramon Valdez had to reverse his vote three to two to make sure they got that $1.4 million grant from the Homeland Security Department that they voted down two weeks ago that they've never voted down in the past 14 years. We need a committee to make sure that we can uh, make sure people aren't, uh, you know, uh, being pulled over because uh, their color of their skin and stuff. We need a committee. What? Yeah, we'll get to that. Second thing I think you need to know, the Florida... And I think it's a big deal to know this. You see, we're getting bombarded in the media with one-sided crap about gun control, gun control, gun control. They want you to forget that the FBI screwed up, local law enforcement screwed up, the school basically screwed up too. They could have made more calls to authorities to say this guy's a danger. They don't want you to know that. Gun control, gun control, gun control. Um, the Florida State House down there, the legislature voted in a two-to-one margin to not have an assault weapons ban discussion. Not to do it. It wouldn't have done anything anyway. Third thing I think you need to know, Jeff Flake, we went over this at the beginning of the hour. I mean, what a... We really just dismantled his idiotic everything. Jeff Flake, standing up for illegal aliens, wants three years of protection for DACA in exchange for three years of wall funding. That's it. No E-Verify, no chain migration ending, no uh, diversity visa lottery ending, none of that stuff. I got to do everything I can. I'll motion it over and over and over again to get this vote. Uh, Because he said in his op-ed, DACA represents the the best of the best in America. Sure they do, bud. Sure they do. I'm sure you don't have fence around your home up there in the valley, right? Keep people out? No. What a dolt. Anyway, um... Let's play the last Nancy Pelosi, 73, 73. And again, Raul's going to have it tonight. Uh, you should go, Ryan wants to call it the mustache mafia, <laughs> which I think is awesome. If you show up in a mustache, you'd be called racist because anything is racist nowadays, right? You can't just make fun of him for having a mustache. They would just call you racist or something. What if it's actually your own mustache? Uh, you're appropriating his culture of a mustache. No. Anyway, here is uh, Nancy Pelosi. I'll tell you more about the Raul thing in just a second. Nancy Pelosi, uh, yesterday, 
basically saying, if you want your money back, you're not a good American. Here we go. If what you're doing is cutting the taxes at the mm. high end mm -hmm. and therefore not being allowed to invest mm -hmm. in the future, yep. you're doing a grave disservice to our country. Uh, it's unpatriotic. So yeah, it's, it's right. It's unpatriotic. I mean, if you want more of your own money back, it's unpatriotic, you jerks. Unpatriotic. Wow. You think this is going to help you get votes? I mean, and she is. She might be better than Hillary because she is so bad. Like she's going to drive people away and not get people to want to go vote. That's what I think, at least. So uh, there's that. Now uh, Raul. Didn't really talk about tax reform, but he did talk about the economy. And again, Raul Grijalva talking about the economy, his credibility is huge on that. He's such a bright guy when it comes to the economy. It's, he has just as much credibility talking about the economy as he does talking about a clean, healthy living. He has just as much credibility to talk about the economy as he does about treating barstools fairly. I answered your question, Garrett. Sure you did, Raul. Uh, what? You it know, one time laugh. when he was on Chris Matthews' show years ago, he uh, he called him the wrong name. You ever you ever hear that? No. I, I hang on. I got I, this is my secret vault. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I I know I have it. I know I have it. Wait, wait. You. Wait. I know this is terrible. I could have. Yeah, here we go. Critics said the new law will lead to racial profiling and threaten civil rights. With us now, Democratic Congressman Paul Grahalva. Paul. Paul what a racist, because he's, he didn't want to call him Raul. By the way, this is just a one. Here's Raul. We left job creation out of the stimulus package. Oh. And now I'm so glad that uh, Obama's announcement, $50 billion into putting American people back to work. $50 billion putting people back to work. <clears throat> Where'd that Genius. go? I, pff, friends. I don't know. So I don't think it went anywhere, but I never liked that at least show. that one. So, okay, here we go. 75, talking about illegal aliens and the impact on the economy. Okay, Paul Grijalva. There's a humanity involved here. Put humanity aside if you must. No. There's a fairness. Put it aside if you must. Mm. There's an economic reality that's a plus for this nation. If that's what motivates you to come to an agreement, to come to a decision, I welcome it. So he's saying that if we deport all these illegals, it's going to cost us? Let me take you back to the study by Federation for American Immigration Reform. Fair? Illegal immigration costs Americans $116 billion annually. Local, state, federal. $116 billion. But Garrett, the illegals pay into stuff. Sure they do. Actually, it costs us $135 billion, and they pay into about $19 billion a year in taxes. But Paul Grijalva over there, he, he's an expert on this stuff. Frigging guy. Uh, so the event tonight, if you want to go uh, troll it, which I think would be great, how do you actually say that? And you're going to run on the tax reform being bad. People are actually finding out about it, and they think it's great, and you're running on the fact that you say that it's bad. Wow. I mean, best of luck. Remember, I, I talked about it last month. They want to run on uh, repeal and replace tax reform. So anyway, uh, Congressman Grijalva invites you for a discussion on Trump's tax plan tonight at 6, 6 to 7.30. 101 West Irvington Road, Building 1, El Pueblo Neighborhood Center. There's going to be, I mean, just a great, great uh, group of people there that are experts. 
David Lujan, director of the Arizona Center for Economic Progress. They're a lefty group. Stu Grable, former ombudsman. I want to be an ombudsman. Pima Council on Aging. Oh, yeah. And then I love it. Andrea Witte, small business owner of Witte Designs and founder of Connect the Dots USA. So is Andrea Witte not going to take the tax reform? Is she going to, whatever she saves, is she going to just write a check back to the Treasury? Andrea Witte, small business owner of Witte Designs. There to tell you that for some reason, and this is the best part, small business owner, tax reform is absolutely terrible. Do you remember what we said yesterday? Were you paying attention? Did you listen? Um, Small business optimism? Record high? Do you remember remember this? Is she like the only one? Do you remember this really fast? CNBC from yesterday. Small business confidence hits record high in 2018 after Trump tax reform win. But this genius Tucson small business owner, Andrea Witte of Witte, W-I-T-T-E, Witte Designs or Wit Designs, whatever. She's going to tell people tonight at the Grahalva event, it's terrible. CNBC and SurveyMonkey had a small business survey. They saw an increase of five points. It's a record high and the largest quarter-to-quarter move the index has seen, from 57 to 62. Small business owners in the last quarter of last year were split evenly on the core question about how the effect of the tax policy would have on their business, right? Opinions have shifted significantly since then because it's kicked in. Now, twice as many expect changes in tax policy to have a positive instead of negative effect on their business. 46% of those surveyed say tax policy changes will have a positive effect, up from 38% in the fourth quarter. The number of those saying tax policy changes will have a negative impact fell sharply from 36 down to 23. Yes. Small business owners, I wonder where she is. If you have five to nine employees, it saw the largest increase in small business optimism. So go listen to Andrea Witt, Witty, whatever, and freaking Paul Grijalva. Geniuses on this stuff. And then say, Raul, you look like a man of great health. Explain to us everything you do. How many cigarettes a day? How many shots a day? How many? How many bar stools a day? Whatever happened to the story, by the way, when he, um, he had to use our tax dollars to pay off a disgruntled employee. He said he was abusive at work and stuff like that. Whatever happened to that? How'd he get away with that? 880-KNST, 880-5678. This is a great book. Okay, real quick. Jeff, welcome to KNST. Hi. Hi, Garrett. Hey, uh, I, I find it shockingly enlightening that the media will embrace and applaud and in fact, give a platform to the parents and friends of the unfortunate victims of the shootings uh, in Florida. They they laud it as bold and noble. Talk about the crime against mm-hmm. the parents and the kids. However, they will not give the same platform to the thousands of victims of crime and murder by illegal immigrants. They won't embrace that on a national level. They won't expose that. And the numbers are far greater. They will only provide a platform on liberal media for causes that impact and they agree with. They will never, ever Mm. provide the same platform. It's hypocritical. Yep, you're right. That's why they will never talk to the Angel families that have lost uh, family members to illegal aliens. Uh, People have been attacked, like you said, attacked, raped, everything. If it doesn't fit their agenda, they won't report it. 
and it's much greater. You know, it's, yeah. it's there's a bigger group of people, but yep. they they're completely silent on that. Yep, you are a thousand percent correct on that, man. It's a great observation. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Nine fifty three. We'll continue. One quick soundbite coming up of uh, the Pima County supervisors saying the sheriff's department's racist. It's coming up on KNST.